Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Superview Show's Career Retrospectives. Right here on the Superview Show, I am joined by my two good co-hosts and good friends. Kyle and Mike, what's going on, guys? Hey, yo. Excuse my Darth Vader voice. Got the cold going, so yeah. It's going <laughs> to kinda... get ugly this time around, but I'll, I'll do my best to yeah. March is, here. March is known for like the, the post-winter and nothing but colds and sneezing and uh, yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk. Yeah, about it. yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Um. Anyways, so tonight's show is after we spun the wheel of doom or the wheel of fun, whatever, whatever, whatever we're gonna call it. Uh, we the wheel spun, and we're, we were we're good tonight. We're gonna be reviewing the first album we talked about in the wheel that landed on Aerosmith's "Toys in the Attic." Um, truly a a pioneering album from 1975 was their third album. So we're going to get right into it in a second. Uh, I'd like to start this one off tonight, if that's okay. I, that- I, I fully consent to that. I have <laughs> my full consent. He's like, <laughs> okay, good. Um, so after spinning the wheel of awesomeness, um, this uh, we're going to call it the wheel of awesomeness. That's okay. Um, this is an album that it came in 1975 and it was their breakthrough album from um, th- that time period. One of my favorite albums of them in general. I mean, th- this was my pick on the wheel. Um, but when you think about the 70s, you typically think about, when you think of hard rock or whatnot in the 70s, you typically think of um, Kiss, Led Zeppelin, or Aerosmith. In my mind, at least, in my own like mindset as well. Um, and Aerosmith is one of those bands that I have, I've always been a fan of I've, every time they're on. I was like, man, like sweet emotion, toys in the attic, walk this way. Just really, really, really great songs in general throughout their career as, as a whole. One of my favorite bands uh, growing up, truthfully. Um, I mean, I get it old taste. It's okay. No, don't kill me. But um, I just a, a great band, a great album. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to talk about it. Uh, Mike, what are your initial impressions of Aerosmith? Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, I've never listened to an, a full Aerosmith album once again, uh, moving into uncharted territory for me. And I should, I should have listened to more because, um, you know, they're kind of one of those bands that like have a lot of, uh, you know, some classic songs and stuff like that. Um, so going into this was an interesting kind of experience um i was su- surprised to uh to notice that most of the songs that i knew from them uh were kind of on this album except like you know obviously the some of the newer stuff and then you know dream on like uh you know but uh overall um there's a big thing holding back this album uh for me and uh it's got it's like baking a cake and then you know leaving off the frosting or like leaving off some ingredient that like you know it's a cake but it's just like that thing that makes it pop uh and that for me is just kind of like you know i'll go into more about what that is but um i've always had a lot of respect for them maybe not like so much like um the individual members but as a whole as a name of classic rock um and you know on a musical compilation it definitely um holds its own place but um as an entire album might be the area that uh i find myself um struggling to kind of see the entire picture but as like a having those hits on those compilations or just having those hits that you hear on the radio definitely um some iconic tunes on this one so yeah we'll go over more about that when uh, we do the breakdown 
And the Q-inator. Q-inator. <laughs> uh, yeah. Me and Mike are pretty much on the same wavelength here for the most part. Aerosmith, to me, has always been a greatest hits band. I've always struggled to get into their albums as a whole whenever I try. I find a lot of the track lists on most of the records that I've listened to to be very hit or miss. You throw on a greatest hits Aerosmith record and I'll thoroughly enjoy it. No, it's not. this isn't a bad album. I do have my problems with it that I'll get into when we talk about specific songs and track lists. But yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement with Mike on that, that it's... I, I can never get gripped into an Aerosmith record. Whenever I start listening to it, I'm just like, ah, like some good songs will happen. And then there's just like a song that I'm like, why is this here? <laughs> and But this is a problem, not just with Aerosmith. This is a problem that I've had with a lot of bands from the 70s era, specifically like early to mid 70s, back when the idea with record labels was you need to put something out every year or people are going to forget about you. I think that led to a lot of filler tracks, whereas nowadays and even into the 80s, I think it started to become realization that you can just put out a good album, wait a couple of years and put out another good album rather than here's an album, here's another one the next year, next year. I think a lot of bands fell into that trap. All righty, there's our initial impressions. Let's jump over to the track listing. For those you're listening to us, just sit back, relax, and enjoy. Um, right now we're on the Wikipedia page. Here we are talking about it, and uh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll read off the track listing if that's okay. Uh, Toys in the Attic, Uncle Salty, Adam's Apple, Walk This Way, Big Ten Inch Record, which is a cover, uh, Sweet Emotion, No More, No More, Round and Round, You See Me Crying. You want me to go first? Yeah, take it. Take it. Away. All right, cool. So. For me, Aerosmith, I mean, I, I I didn't really go much into it on my uh, initial impressions. Or what, but I will say for me, to me, Aerosmith has always been like a, I, I can get into their albums, some of their albums fully, not but some albums more than others. And this is the one where I can get into more of their stuff, uh, more out, more songs on their albums than I can uh, on other records. Like I had, the, the, this is their third record, like their sixth or seventh record in the mid, early to mid eighties. I could just, there's only one good, one track I really like on them. That's about it. Whereas this one there's, it's loaded with the, with the, the core Aerosmith songs. Like you have toys in the attic. Great song to kick off the record. Great song overall. Um, I, I actually, it's funny when I saw Aerosmith recently live on their 50 at their 50th anniversary show at Fenway park earlier last uh, later last year, they was they played the three big hits off this record, which were Toys in the Attic, Walk This Way, and Sweet Emotion. Um, it was an uh, incredible show as well. Don't get me wrong, but they played they played the bigger songs off the record because it was kind of like their fifty anniversary show. They want to play their greatest hits, whatever. Um, but it, we, when you get into some deeper cuts for them on this record alone, outside of Toys in the Attic, outside of Walk This Way, outside of Sweet Emotion, some other some other. Uh, standout tracks for me that are deeper cuts for them, truthfully, are uh, I would say No More, No More, and You See Me Crying, and actually Big Ten Inch Record. So for some reason that, that song just makes me smile for whatever reason. Maybe because it's, it's maybe because it's a cover, maybe because of the lyrical choices that are in the song. Like you, you gotta love my big ten inch, you know. Just saying. I mean, hey, can't beat that. Um, but there's something about this record, and plus it was it, this record was 50 years old. It, it, in, in 2025, it'll be 50. 
which is a little scary to grasp, truthfully. Um, but yeah, my but my standout tracks would have to be Toys in the Attic, Walk This Way, Sweet Emotion, and honorable mention right there, Big Ten Inch, and uh, You See Me Crying, truthfully. Uh, the, the, there's something about those songs that just stand out to me. Um, it, it's not a perfect record. It's not a 10 out of 10. Um, I do agree. Uh, I, I, I do see, I mean, you guys haven't made your points yet, but I just want to say, but I will say that there are, there's definitely some filler here and there. Um, but I think that, I think Kyle, you're right. I think there was like a seventies thing. Truthfully, that was just like, a like, Hey, you know, like kiss was like putting out like six records in like three years or two years. You know what I mean? That was their way. And this is kind of like the same thing, but a little less qual quantity output at the time being. So, but I mean, we, we got what we got and worked out well. But yeah, my, like I said, my standout tracks are Toys in the Attic, uh, Walk This Way, Big Ten Inch, Sweet Emotion, and You See Me Crying. Uh, why don't we let Mike go next? What do you got, Mike? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, so um, yeah, yeah I this is like, I would have to say it's weird. Um, I've always wanted to listen to some of the older albums of Aerosmith because I always like the sound they brought on, you know, Dream On, you know. Uh, and I was always like, man, I wonder if they have a whole bunch more albums with that sound. And kind of like comes in with Toys in the Attic, it has a very kind of cool, like, uh, you know, there's a kind of like 70s sound to it. But there's just one big problem in that album, uh, in that song is the vocals. The vocals are yeah. just, they're like, they just really just make me annoyed where they're just like they're doing this noise like with their voice and it's just like why why i mean i get you're trying to come off kind of like you know like uh sounding kind of like i don't know what to be honest with you i don't know what they're trying to go for but it's just like it's just a continuous thing that jabs me in the ears as i'm going in that song so um yeah like it just gets on my nerves so uh, and i think that's going to become a it's going to become a a theme going throughout this album is the vocals really uh um are what screw up a lot of these songs so that that song for me was a five out of ten the music was uh actually pretty good but uh just irritating vocals and repetitive uh you know to to a degree and then we got uncle salty uh this is just kind of one of them songs that just you know take it or leave it uh it just kind of is there and not a big fan of it uh six out of ten for me it's a little bit better um than the first song because it's just not as the vocals aren't as annoying um and then adam's apple hits uh same cadence as uncle salty i swear to god if you actually like listen to them again it's and then the other one has it's like it literally is like that you put them next to each other and they're a little bit different but they're very similar uncle salty i'm zavel they could go i could go six ten either way on those so the album really doesn't start for me until walk this way walk this way is obviously it's a classic uh song um but there's something strange and i actually looked into this the walk this way on this album is different than the walk this way that they released with run dmc and the run dmc one actually goes walk this way talk this way it actually does that vocal line this one it just literally goes walk this way walk this way i think they may say talk this way at some point but it's they just keep saying walk this way over and over and over again uh or in that same they don't like it's just so strange how they would change that 
in the song of the, the other song and have it be like that in this album. It was very strange. And I actually prefer the Run DMC version. So um, not my favorite song, but it was like a 7.5 out of 10. It's a classic uh you know it's got some a cool little music like the music's very upbeat and it's kind of a it's a good dance song you know um the people really enjoy and i've never hated it but i've never loved it um and hearing this version rather than the other version made me like it a little bit less so um and then we get to big 10 inch uh record uh this song is just cringe as hell i'm sorry but like uh i'm never i've never been a fan of billy rock kind of like the bluesy kind of like um songs that some of these bands do and i just the lyrics uh i get they're trying to be clever and stuff like that but i just uh, it just wasn't it wasn't something that made this band any better it just kind of was there and um you know per personal preference i just don't like uh these style of songs um i prefer the toys in the attic sound or the round and round which is like a uh a, a preview of the sound that i like hearing from aerosmith it kind of has that um um black sabbath feel to it you know or like led zeppelin feel to it versus like the uncle salty adam's apple uh big 10 inch which is like billy rock kind of like you know like that kind of like like you're in a swing you're at a swing uh show or something not a fan of that sound and a lot of these bands in the 70s were doing that kind of stuff this blues kind of like blues rock uh with the, the 50s billy rock kind of thing never been a fan of it so uh yes yeah, five out of ten for me and we moved to sweet emotion a best song on the album sweet emotion is it's a nine out of ten it it, it changes up quite a bit which I like about it, you know, it has that opening riff and then it hits that next riff and then it even goes into some other parts, which, you know, me, I love changeups. Uh, so Sweet Emotion was the standout track. Um, not quite a 10 out of 10 because it uh, kind of just repeats the same parts again and you kind of wish it would do something a little bit different. Do something, do something. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, then we get to No More, No More. This is just, you know, I just, it didn't do anything for me. I just like, I hated the chorus. The chorus is boring um you know i would have just completely wouldn't have mattered if it was off the album or not has a little of that billy rock sound to it chorus is just basic because as i said before it's six, six out of ten nothing special uh round and round uh that actually has a cool uh like um you know black sabbath led zeppelin feel to it but there's one big problem it's repetitive and i get it round and round we get it we're going round and round okay we get it but like do you have to have a musical metaphor here of like what you're talking about and simultaneously annoy the listener with like the repetition? And then most of these people were on drugs back in the day when they listened to this music. So uh, you're probably rocking out something like that and you're probably digging it because you're when you're when you're on, in, on the drugs, you know, you're basically uh, the repetition can kind of be cool. Uh, so I get it's a, it's a it's a song for the time rather than a song that will continue on and be interesting on uh, later down the road 7.5 out of 10 is a pretty good song though um uh, you see me crying is not a good song and i'm sorry uh it literally had so much potential you see me crying had the big orchestra in the background love that it had uh the cool kind of uh minor sounding keyboard at the beginning love that uh, it's got some of the the vocals kind of had this uh cool kind of like whatever to them but then that's the problem that takes over in this uh song the vocals just 
just try too hard to come off like gritty and and pain, but in, in a lot of ways, pain in my ears. And then at, at two minutes and 30 seconds, Steven Tyler starts morphing into a cat. I'm like, you know, what the hell is going on here? Like someone give him a vaccination and put him down. I don't know. It's like, what the hell happened? He was like screeching and making these like golem noises, like with his voice. And like, I get it. He's trying to come off like unique and kind of like, uh, maybe like just pained i don't know what he's trying to maybe he's they're trying to that's what his his crying sounds like which is horrible but um yeah it just falls it just falls on its face because of the vocals and i think that's my main theme to this whole album is like if if you put a whole different vocalist on this album and i really would be i would be interested to see how they accompany the music but with him uh if it, it in its main in its standout song sweet emotion uh, walk this way and then uh round and round i literally those are the only three songs that personally i will remember and the only two i'll take away and actually listen to again are sweet emotion walk this way obviously but um yeah vocals 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 that's that's really the the slayer here and it's uh you know it's apparent uh, on a lot of these tracks kyle well, interestingly, I completely agree with Mike on the vocals. Uh, Steven Tyler is the biggest thing weighing this album down. Hmm. Like, by far, no contest, biggest issue I have with this is the vocals. Um, so I'm just going to take it from the top like Mike did here. But I will say you're going to see a general theme. I thought the first side of this album was significantly better than the second half. Uh, so I'll start Toys in the Attic. Great opener, very like bombastic opening. I actually enjoyed it very much. But again, the vocals are the only thing that really weighs this one down. The vocals brought this from what could have been a nine, maybe even 10 out of 10 track to an eight for me. I love how it, it starts off the record. It really kicks it off in such an energetic way. But Steven Tyler's voice just irks me on this one probably more than any other on the record except maybe you see me crying i completely agree with you on that one mike mm. uh then we go into uncle salty which going from that big bombastic sound from toys in the attic to uncle salty is such a bad change to have that come directly after it just bad track list order uh but if we're going to talk about the actual song it's a decent blues rock track you know there's never you know it's, it's not something that i would come back to often if it's on i'm not going to turn it off it's objectively a good blues rock song you know seven out of ten adam's apple i think is the more forgettable of the two i also agree with what mike said on the fact that this is very similar to uncle salty in a way but i find this one to be the more forgettable one if i'm going to listen to one it's going to be uncle salty middle of the road has a cool horn section that kind of brings up a tiny bit six out of ten walk this also, way uncle salty was my name in high school by the way so um. <laughs> walk this way uh not my favorite on the album it's up there it's one of my top two not my favorite it would be my favorite if it was the version of run dmc it that is by far the better version this one it's good it has that infectious guitar riff it's an all-time classic song you know it's really a revolutionary track when you see that even without the run dmc 
feature it really was revolutionary in incorporating that like rap style into the rock music and you know for 75 that's yeah that's great it was ahead of its time it does carry that attitude to it that i really like i you know i love when bands have attitude to a song like that attitude swagger going on and it really carries through in here nine out of ten big 10 inch record here's where me and you really differ mike uh <laughs> i love this one it's my favorite song on the album oh wow 10 out of 10 it has it's always been a guilty pleasure eris in the track for me mm-hmm. it is it maintains that like swagger and like attitude from walk this way but in a different way it's just a cool song it's a cover i know but it's it's cool i like it they do a great job with it now from my unpopular opinions here sweet emotion has never been one of my favorite errors in the tracks <laughs> it's not a bad song by any means it's an objectively good song i find it to be kind of boring it's another all-time classic has great guitar work i love the the riffs in it it has great bass grooves i just kind of wish that there was more going on in parts it's never been one of my favorite seven out of ten no more no more kind of falls along the same lines as sweet emotion seven out of ten it does have probably my favorite guitar solo of the record believe it or not i feel like the solo on that was great it's nothing too crazy round and round here's where the (laughs) record takes a huge downturn for me (laughs) because if i wanted this sound i would just go listen to black sabbath it's just like taking black sabbath but putting Steven Tyler's awful vocals on it. (laughs) And it's just the same riff repeats so much throughout this track that it drives me nuts. If you took this song and took it from a five minute song and maybe cut it down to three minutes, it would be significantly better because it's a good riff. It's actually a very good riff. It's well done, but it overstays its welcome so much. And that chorus is so bad. It is one of the worst <laughs> hooks they've ever had in the song, in my opinion. It, it just overstays its welcome way too much. Same problem I have. Uh, four out of ten on that one. Same problem I have with You See Me Crying. It's not their best ballad. It kind of shows with that like orchestra section on there. It does show kind of where they would head and perfect in a, I don't even know if I would say perfect, but do much better years down the line. It's way too long. Not enough changeups going on. It's not terrible, I wouldn't say. It's a decent closer. I see why they chose it to be the closer. But it's Steven Tyler's vocals, again, biggest issue with this track, other than it just being long, is Steven Tyler's vocals do not sound good here. I appreciate him and his influence and, you know, his attitude. And he's a great front man. But this, uh, maybe it's just this record. I don't know. I when I listen to their greatest <laughs> hit, his voice doesn't bother me too much. But when I listen to it on the records, I'm like specifically this one. I'm just like, oh, it, it becomes so grating to my ears at times. <laughs> so I, that's where I'm at with this. The first half I thought was significantly better, then dips a bit, and then at the end it really loses me. I did not enjoy the last two tracks. Again, it was cool that they kind of went out of the comfort zone a bit on round and round with that like 
more like doom, doomy feeling, Black Sabbathy rock, mm. borderline like metal at parts on that track, but it just didn't. If I want that, I'll just go listen to Black Sabbath. Yeah, and it's interesting that this album is so short that I think that's what saves it in a lot of ways. That like, uh, if I could only imagine if there were like 15, 14 tracks of this, like Even what they would have been. Able to, yeah, it would have been. It would have probably hurt the uh, the kind of. Uh, you know, keeping the the ratio of this style track for that style of track. You know, you got your your Billy Rock stuff. You got your your classic riffing, um, seventies. You know, kind of rock stuff, and then you have your ballad to kind of close it out. Good, cl- good closing song. Good idea. Just mm-hmm. uh, you know, once again, like uh, I would love to see a different vocalist perform uh certain songs. Um, and it'd probably be a big plus. For me personally, but you know, all things considered, how short it is actually helps the the album for me. You know, makes it you know easier to listen to without having to go through a ton of filler. Yeah, I mean, overall, there's I would say only about half of it, maybe even slightly less than half, I would classify as filler. But uh, you know, again, Stephen Tyler's vocals become so grating to the point of. I, I at times just try to tune out his vocals, <laughs> which is something that I very rarely do. I'm like a vocal guy. That's what I love listening to in the tracks. But the band members, Steven Tyler benefited so much. And Mike, me and you talked briefly about this at one point. Uh, Aerosmith has benefited, so, or, sorry, Steven Tyler has benefited so much from being in a band with good musicians. Because if he was in a, another band with, you know, subpar guitar players or, you know, drummers, bass players, they would not have made it to where he is today. Anything else? Any any closing remarks at all? Or do you want to give our rating mm-hmm. and whatnot? I think we're ready for the rating. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um Let's let Mike go first. Mike, what, Mike, what is your rating for Toys in the Attic? Yeah, I scored a lot of these songs like pretty low, um, except the, obviously the classics like Sweet Emotion and you know Walk This Way. I could be at a seven point five or eight on Walk This Way. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, and then like you know, there's a couple other songs I scored pretty low, but um, in accompaniment to the album they're not that bad they're just cringy with their lyrics like adam's apple so cringy oh, with yeah. his lyrics oh my god i was i was just listening to that song and i was just like oh like make it stop like like the song's not half bad but the lyrics are making me just have like just wanting to stop the bleeding uh and then same thing with the the big 10 inch one but i mean obviously like kyle was saying it's an attitude and it's not even their song it's a cover which um i think they love the attitude on it so um for me this was a 6.5 out of 10 um you know i could be a 7 out of 10 um you know uh add a couple points for iconicness i mean the fact that sweet emotion walk this way and you know if i were to like gun to my head would say probably round and round would be um pretty good song um to kind of like bump it up to a seven out of 10, but I'm like a 6.5 to seven out of 10 um, for me. And that's, you know, like it doesn't definitely doesn't uh, definitely doesn't uh, 
suffer from the the years, but it definitely doesn't improve either. All righty, and the Q and Mr. Kyle, what do you got? Yeah, so as far as full Aerosmith records, I would say this ranks above the top for me. This is someone that's never been a huge album guy for Aerosmith, but this does definitely is toward the top. I'm actually at a solid seven out of ten on this one. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Instrumentally, it's great uh, for the most part. Again, Steven Tyler is the weak link here, in my opinion. But it spawned some absolutely classic songs. Uh, when you have a record where about, you know, four out of nine songs, I would consider like all time classics in the genre. You did a good job. So it's seven out of ten for me. Sweet. Uh-huh. Sweet emotion. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bad jokes. Bad jokes. Um, or as I would say for your jokes, no more, no more, no more, no more. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm being roasted on my own show. Wow. <laughs> this is rough. You're about uh, to see JT crying. Yeah. Oh, listen, Mr. Uncle, listen, Mr. Uncle Salty. Yeah, Relax. Right. Now, right? <laughs> you better walk this way or I'll kick your uh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> you go around and around yeah, this all day. You better walk. You better walk this way or I'll kick your big 10 inch record. <laughs> That's wow. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> That's a little gay right there. Just uh, saying. Bravo, though. That's Bravo. All. But that's, a... that's what we bring. That's what we bring to the game. Get the gay game. I just want to get my rating. <laughs> um, for me, this was an album that I that had always been. um. Always been around, at least in my knowledge. I mean, I knew I I knew Walk This Way, I knew Sweet Motion, but going back and re-listening to it on my turntable, which I actually have an LP, I, I have a copy of this on vinyl. I, just, I listened to it again before we did our stream tonight. Um, I'm gonna go. A, you know what? I'm actually gonna go lower than I thought, but higher than I thought. I did too. I'm actually gonna believe it or not. I'm going the same as Kyle. I'm gonna go a seven out of ten. I because there are. The more I listen to it, I realize all right, this is this is a definitely a product of the seventies. The more I look at it, there's more of there's definitely there's there's a, there's a the iconic songs are there: "Sweet Emotion," "Walk This Way," "Toys in the Attic." You know, those are their bigger songs, uh, even the, and the humor of Big Ten Inch and whatnot. And but the more, I, but the more I look at it, the more I realize, you know, and the more I listen to it, I said, you know, those other songs really just kind of weigh it down a little more than I thought it would, and because it's. <laughs> Listening to it more and more as as uh, no more no more. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> listening to it more and more as t- uh, before we did our stream tonight. I'm like, you know what? There are other Aerosmith. There's at least twelve Aerosmith albums out there. This is obviously one of their peak. But I would say there. I would argue. I would make an argument. This is just my own opinion. That Get a Grip is a little bit better from 1993. That's a whole other ball game. Another. Oh, another, I would agree 100. percent Another discussion. I, right I there. would put Get a Grip as their number one. I, that, if, Hard to argue against that right there, but uh, but for me this is a seven out of ten. I'm actually agreeing with Kyle on this because the the of the, the lesser known songs weighted down a little bit more than I thought they would have, uh, but still that that's no diss to it at all because it still is a very classic album, a, a product of its time, but still carrying on through generations of music fans in general. Um, but, me the villain that, again, jeez, that- <laughs> always the villain. You should have just gone always up to the, the seven, villain. Mike. You should have just gone up. I know. I was like so no, no. in between. I was just like, you know, damn. You should have just gone up, man. 
Just saying. I know, man. We could have been all. We could have met each other all at the big seven inch, seven, seven uh, rating, seven our, rating. Our three, our three ratings could have had a three <laughs> seven centimeter rating. Uh, our yes. three ratings could have had a three th- threesome. Just saying. Well, yes. gentlemen, should we pull up the wheel? Yes, give the me Lizzie. one second. Let's go back to here and let's pull up the wheel for next week's album by choice. Good. Whenever ready, ready when you are. Oh, hold on. Oh boy, wheel's hey. gotten bigger now. Uh, that's the wheel has gotten bigger. <laughs> An inch wheel. Ten inch wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A big ten inch. Oh, and away we go. Oh my goodness gracious. Hey. That is a great sound effect. How did you add that? Nope. It's just the wheel. Oh, <laughs> the wheel chooses the wheel. what it does. So our next pick is Rush. First album, right? Yep. Their debut, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Debut. So nice. next week will be our our oh, I can't even talk tonight. Next week's <laughs> video or next week's stream will be on Rush's debut album. I'm not sure the year of it. I gotta look it up, but I, I haven't listened to it in a long time. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, we want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. I want to thank the two gentlemen as always, Mike and Kaw, for doing putting up with me and all my BS on stream and whatnot. And seriously, you're, it's always a pleasure. You're forgiven, JT. You're forgiven. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I even wore my Aerosmith shirt from when I was selling at Fenway Park. Just like Thanks. 50 We're years later. Angry Joe. Angry Joe. <laughs> Go check out Angry Joe's page. It, it wasn't the uh, I Hate It shirt? No, I'm just kidding. I, no, no, it wasn't the I Hate It shirt. It was, it was the right. Are You Out of Your Mind shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh well, when I, when I refer to Are You Out of Your Mind is when Steven Tyler's morphing into that cat. I still want someone should check <laughs> in with him because yeah, he maybe he's you know <laughs> wandering the night as like you know, the cat. cat. Yeah, Steven um, Tyler. Oh my god, <laughs> you crack me up. Um, but yeah, this is a great album overall. But what do you think about it? Just let us know, DM us, tweet us, whatever you gotta do. Um, thank you so much for Kyle and Mike for joining us as always. And uh, yeah, but for all of you guys, uh, we'll see you guys next week for Rush and their debut albums. So stay safe, take care. And be off.